0: To Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm I'm starting a little late. If y'all are catching this live on the Facebook or UBN stream, um, well, I think the timing is just perfect because who knows what kind of catastrophes were averted by starting at three minutes past the hour. I mean, seriously, that's how well-supported we are. That's how perfectly in flow we are. I mean that. I mean, Actually, Jarvis and I were just talking about that last week. If you, you get a little frustrated about your day, you're going along, you're like, oh, man, Jarvis was telling me a story about how he showed up for work and, and turned out he didn't need to be there that day after all. And he was really frustrated, but then he got to connect with this homeless person and was actually able to give him some money. And I was like, yeah, but just think about it also. What if you somehow, when you got up to that red light on the way to work that day, you stopped someone else from running it and then hurting someone? We just have no idea. And all of that infin- infinite support, I believe it. it is, it is, it is so true. It is how um, precarious... And delicate and beautiful and supported, this experience is. I mean, I think it was was it Darwin that said to look at the mechanisms of the eye and think that there isn't an intelligent, creative source to that is just illogical. Or something else about throwing up all of the parts of a Swiss Army watch into the air and uh, and then it falling back into place. That that is infinitesimally impossible for that to to happen so there must be some intelligence there and that's the intelligence of being late today how's that spin (laughs) so hi jervis (laughs) officially (laughs) and thank you for thank you for the story last week when we finished But uh, truly, um, I want to tell you that we are broadcasting live from the Universal Broadcasting Network studios in Hollywood, California. And if it's your first time joining, well, thank you so very much for being here. I can feel you. I can feel your energy, and I appreciate it so much. And you may be watching on Periscope Live as well, and you could um, join the Periscope. You can watch Periscope, or you can watch Facebook, or you can watch on ubnradio.com channel one. There's all kinds of ways you can watch live. There's also all kinds of ways you can watch the archives. So we have my YouTube channel. They're the um, archives of the video of this online TV talk show is um, youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. And my name is T-R-I-C-I-A-C-A-R-R. And then of course on YouTube and Spreaker and Stitcher, all pretty much all of the major podcast outlets. So this is also the audio is archived as a podcast. And I would love it if you would subscribe, if you would like and comment. And that is because, like I said, when you're here watching, whether you're watching it live or you're um, watching it in one of the archives or listening, I should say, listening or watching, you're actually participating. That is you co-creating with us. And I appreciate it so much. And I just send you so much love from my heart, genuine love and appreciation and gratitude to you for being here with us. Can't you feel it, Jarvis? Can't you feel them loving with us, Co-cre- co-creating love? And so um, actually on my YouTube channel, I'm posting a lot of different kinds of videos too. So um, actually, I, I, I keep um, um, Jarvis can be a little shy sometimes, <laughs> I think. He's not really a shy person. But when he's over there busy working really hard for me, um, making this show look really cool, he—he, he, I think maybe that's it. Maybe he's just a little distracted. But Jarvis, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you hardcore? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> All right. So if you're hardcore, too, go to my YouTube channel, Trisha. excuse me, youtube.com slash Trisha Carr, because I'm posting other videos up there that are... I mean, maybe they're hardcore, maybe they're softcore. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like i'm I'm trying to channel a little more of my concentrated interest and energy there. So I recently posted a video, just a little you know, more candid videos um, out in nature or maybe sometimes in if i if I shoot inside my sacred space, which is aka my office, then we have a lot of kitty visitors. And so I just put up one video and I'm talking about animals and whether or not they see their human guardians as their parents. You know how people... We say, oh, we call ourselves mommy and daddy to uh, animals, and I've had people ask me that, like, is that is that do do the animals really see us as their parents, or is that offensive? And then you know sometimes people are complaining, like, stop calling your animals your children, that's gross. So I just address that from the perspective of being an animal communicator. If this is your first time listening, I'm an animal communicator, nature communicator. Basically, I communicate telepathically with different uh, with animals and also just different elements of nature yes we can communicate with trees and the ocean and butterflies i mean it i mean everything is energy and where there is energy there is information as deepak chopra says and information is essentially consciousness is you know the um the essence of a being it it, energy is the essence of being and anyway so in that video where I'm talking about whether or not animals see us as our parents, as as their parents, um, Franzi, my kitty cat, he uh, decides to just uh, upstage me. I'm just going to say it. He just upstaged me. He he stole the show, and um, it could not have been more precious. <laughs> anyway, um, I've also I also talk about in a recent video whether. Um, you can trust what you're seeing in your clairvoyance or whether it is your imagination because I hear that question a lot. So anyway, I, you know, and feel free to submit me some questions. You can do it on any of the feeds, any of the ways that you want to comment um, my, or on my Facebook page or Twitter or just email me. And you could go to my website and find my email address just right up there. So anyway, I would love to tell you guys about an upcoming class that I have. And it is actually about, it's about telepathy. So I was just saying, you can connect with, this is not something just only I do. (laughs) We all actually do it all the time. We are telepathic and we do it even if we aren't, we aren't conscious of it, but we do communicate vibrationally that, you know, not with just our words, not just with physical cues. Everyone is telepathic. However, we are not in the habit of using it consciously just because of our social conditioning. And so I'm actually, I'm doing, it's a mini class that is just self-paced. You just basically download it and um, you can, you know, rewatch it and all that kind of stuff. And it's just to open up the conversation, open up our awareness to this very natural first language of ours. And um, so I haven't posted, the the class isn't ready yet. It's going to be ready in about 10 days, two weeks maybe. But if you, I'm going to do some kind of special deal. It's already going to be a really, really low price. It's just going to be up all the time. But I'm going to do a special price to the first 20 people who email me about it or um, the first 20 who actually sign up for it. So if you email me about it, I will send you a PayPal link at a re- very reduced price. I'm going to say the price is something ridiculous like $20 or less. You know what I mean? Um so um, just you know, email me Go to my website There's a contact form that you can fill out And you can do that to you know, chat with me in any way To ask me questions that I might handle In a podcast or in a video Or here on the air And so um, my website is Trisha Carr Charm, And to go to find the contact page Just trishacarcharm.com Slash contact And you could just fill out that little form And go right to me Well I think that's all the business I have today Yeah Maybe I want to tell you just a hair more about the telepathy course. So it is an introduction to, um, to telepathy. And uh, basically, like I said, that telepathy is our first language. And why I think it's important that we look at this with our full consciousness is because we are third density human beings, but we are, ex- we are ascending. We are actually the vibration of the planet and all of our vibration is raising to a higher frequency, and in a higher frequency density, or even like you could say dimension, even those are those are two different things, we are going to be doing things that are more efficient. See, we have this process of having something that's non-physical, energetic, and then it becomes something physical. That's how everything works. It all starts with the non-physical or the, ener- the energy signature, and then we eventually manifest it. But the process is quite slow. You know, and it's slower. This is why uh, we feel very frustrated with things moving in our life, because we have this eternal knowing, this eternal guidance system, this perspective of our higher self that and we we know that we should be able to just manifest something like that, you know. And um, so that's how language is going to or communication is actually going to segue into as we continue to raise our vibration. Are y'all getting that? So that's why I think it's important to look at something like telepathy. And telepathy, When I, the way I'm teaching it in this course, telepathy I'm talking about communicating one incarnate being to another incarnate being as opposed to like mediumship or different kinds of intuitive communication where we're talking with um, light beings or just our higher self or God. You know? well, I'm actually talking about literally talking to another person with your mind and literally talking to an animal with your mind I cover a little bit about um, how to communicate with animals and the different perspectives so I think it's fun it's fascinating and I again I would love it if you guys would check it out whenever it's available because even if you just check it out and and read about it again you're you're contributing your energy and you're co-creating with me and I I love that I appreciate that that's why we're here I'm gonna take a sip of water excuse me All right. Well, I want to get to, I want to get to the topic of today. Oh, I have some phone calls already. Okay, then. Uh, By the way, before I take this first phone call, if you are listening or watching live, it's 323-524-2599. And so let's take a call before we get into the subject. Hi there. Who's this? Hi, it's Madeline. Madeline. Ooh, beautiful name. How are you? Today? Thank you. How are you today, honey? I'm doing
1: okay. Doing okay. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you. What's going on?
1: Oh, I'm just listening in. It's the first time listening in.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Did you ha- did you want to talk? Did you uh, have anything on your mind?
1: Um, is well, I, I don't want to bring you guys down. I'm just having a, a bit of a rough week. A uh, cousin of mine is a. Uh, and the end of life stage, so mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, just just listening in and getting some encouragement.
0: oh, yes, I understand. yeah, And today I'm actually going to talk about about unity and the and how we are all connected, and as we experience loss, like losing a loved mm-hmm. one, just like I was saying at the the top of the show where we're very frustrated with how slowly we manifest things and, and that's the reason that losing someone when someone goes through the death process um, it feels untrue. The, the, the fact that this person that we love so much we have this connection with that they don't exist anymore. And it is untrue. Yeah, It is untrue and that's why we suffer yeah. because it's not true but our being is having to our body has to adjust to their transition to a different state. And and I feel you, you yeah. V- Go, visible, yeah. Right. But I feel that, Madeline, you're you're suffering right now too because your cousin is is suffering. It's the it's it's hard physically going through that process. Your cousin has
1: Yeah.
0: And your cousin may I may I know your cousin's name? It's Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Um and is Carolyn, is it cancer?
1: Yes. Yes it is.
0: Okay, know that she's very well supported right now um, she that when she's experiencing some of the pain, I feel she's going in and out of consciousness. Yes, is this what's happening?
1: I think so in a dream state sometimes, or mm-hmm. yes, it, yeah, that could be accurate.
0: so I know how how uncomfortable it is I mean uncomfortable is an understatement, how painful it is to witness this, but it's actually in this stage of her transitioning she's adjusting and i see how well surrounded she is so when she is you know unconscious she's actually really communing with her heavenly guidance with her guides and her angels and they're holding her and they're helping her to calibrate it's actually she's going out in a very smooth way you know you think about it's almost like we we can't accept however we exit you know if we see someone who is having Mm -hmm. a, a long and slow death or if someone has Car accident and they're gone. You know what I mean. Either way, it's it's we're traumatized. So, um, I
1: yeah, I it.
0: yeah. I want to give you the comfort though that when she that it's actually the experience is is really working exactly as it as her soul has designed it, and and that's sometimes hard to accept because of the physical pain and what seems like the emotional pain. Um, but she's really fulfilling her purpose. And she actually, as she's in these, yeah. this stage, she's really feeling quite blissful. And then she gets to come back for a moment well, and have some awareness with those that she she loves here. And it's all actually working really beautifully. I'm so sorry. Yeah, for your, it's
1: for been your a long journey. It'll be good.
0: I'm sorry. Say that again. I didn't understand it.
1: It's been a long journey for her, so it'll be nice to be out of that discomfort. And
0: yeah, yes, and for you to as
1: be well. Be out of that again, and be free,
0: and her mother is still here with us.
1: No, actually, she'll meet her.
0: Okay, her mother's her mother has passed. Well, I'm getting her mother is very strongly present, but her mother has been her mother is brought herself down so much into this experience, even though she's on the other side that she's like in the room with her all the time, and she's like taking I care of my baby. Is take she's there
1: when. I was actually in the room with my aunt when Carolyn was in pain and she said to the two of us, Mom is here mm. and Aunt Paula is where like me and said, What's she doing, Carolyn? And Carolyn said, She's rubbing my legs and my back. It was
0: beautiful. Oh. Absolutely beautiful. I saw her stroking, yes, I saw her stroking saying, Taking care of my baby. And she's like I said, she's really brought her energy down so much it's like she's as as present as she can possibly be to the point of not growing a body again. Like, seriously, <laughs> she's she's there with her baby.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful. I believe you. Yep. Mm.
0: Well, you already knew it. You told yeah, that me. was a yeah. special moment. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling. Is there anything else you want to talk about or connect on today?
1: No, thank you so much for taking my call. I'll just listen in now. Yeah?
0: All right, sweetheart. Thank you, Madeline. I really appreciate you.
1: Okay. Take care. Bye
0: bye. You. you too. We have another call. Okay, let's take another call. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello. Yes. Hi. This is Trisha. Who this is, is this? is Adam. Adam. Nice to meet you. How are you?
1: Well,
2: I'm fine. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you. What's on your mind today?
2: I've been following you since you uh. Started
0: mixing drinks. Oh really? Oh, so you must be on my um, what's now called the Charmed Life 1111. That's the handle for that Twitter. Is that is that? Yeah, where, we're, on, we're Twitter friends or Twitter. What are we call? What do you call Twitter connections? <laughs> yeah.
2: Whatever you call Twitter, yeah, yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. So, um, for y'all who don't know this, I my I had this career as a mixologist. Crazy, right? I know, like, one from one crazy job to the other. <laughs> That's my life, and it's. In- hey. I really, you know, agree. do
2: do whatever you like. It's I, fine with me.
0: Completely agree, and I, you know, even before that, I was an actor. So, yeah, you, know, you know, I'm life path life path five, um, numerology and numerology life path. You were five. an actor. I was an actor. Yeah. Uh huh. So it kind of makes sense now What did
2: you act in? Oh, Oh, I didn't even know Oh my goodness
0: Yeah, well um, When I was a kid And through my early adulthood It was all theater And I was was doing professional theater As a young adult And then I kind of like Had a spot in my 20s Where I didn't do it But then picked it up again Late 20s and 30s and I did like you know all kinds of stuff I actually did a lot of voiceover so this makes all of this that I'm doing now it's like everything comes together makes a lot of sense but um, you know I did some commercials and oh wow you know mostly commercials that did like one or two films but you know I did. then I just decided one to switch. or two films what films oh I'm not going to tell you actually <laughs> <laughs> They're under my you Are you not gonna tell actually, me? Oh no, actually My goodness. No, I do one of them was one short film I'm remembering was called Take Out and it was really funny. Um and it was a horror film. You're not gonna be able to find them because A, they were a long time ago and B, it's not like they had wide release or anything. But they were really fun and I what I really oh, loved Okay What I really loved was the um was the theater that I did. And, um, but then I switched to gears, like you say, do what you love, because I started to really fall in love with the culinary art of beverages. And so I, I just, yeah, I know.
2: I, that's when I started following you.
0: Well, thank you. Actually, you
2: followed me and I was like, okay.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Well, thanks for calling. What's on your mind today, Adam?
2: Oh, there's not much on my mind. I just,
0: uh. <laughs> you wanted to chat?
2: Phone number on your feed. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, why don't, why don't we try and. Talk.
0: Well do you want do you do you have a question at all or do you want me to feel into you and see if there's something you that we can talk about? I feel into you empathically? Or psychically you might I say?
2: Empathically, yeah. I I don't know. I I um I'm not a happy person.
0: <laughs> oh. I can feel some heaviness on your heart. And and it actually even feels like uh, a little ch- bit, yeah. I could feel it. Almost feels like it's on your chest, even your physical chest, or or like it, sometimes it feels like it's hard to breathe. A little bit, yeah.
2: Yeah, I kind of come and go.
0: And you have children?
2: No, no children. Um, my ex girlfriend had a child, and okay. I loved him very much, but they're gone now.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel that loss. I feel the loss of the of. The relationship with the with the child—that's tough, sweetheart. I'm sorry about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, spread the misery around or no. nothing, but uh,
0: no, no, no damn, no.
2: I just I I saw um, give me mm-hmm. a <laughs> call, and uh.
0: Don't apologize for (laughs) it. Yeah, you don't have to apologize. I'm here with you, and I'm just being here in this moment with you, helping you to own your feelings because they're all valid. And even the ones that we don't want to have, the experiences we don't want to have, the best way to move through them, I believe and I've experienced, is actually to give them your full attention, even if that feels like you're um, exasperating the pain. You're not actually. You're releasing it. I do feel that um, you you have been starting to or you're about to start to take care of yourself, give yourself more self-care. It's almost like you kind of gave up. You're like, oh, well, screw this. I'm just going to start taking care of myself. And whether it's giving yourself a moment to actually breathe or to give yourself a little, um, just like self-care, it feels like you are maybe taking something like uh, that makes you feel a little more in the flow, like taking a walk or giving yourself um, a, a treat so far as like maybe some food or something like that, is this something that you've been you've been thinking about? Be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. That's good. That's a good place to start. I think that's a good place to start. And um, go ahead and give yourself permission to start finding a way to to feel pleasure and to to feel the pleasure of being. Because right now I feel like I can feel that loss and. The non-presence, so the pain from the past, and you are allowed to move forward. I'm so sorry for. I can oh, feel how sad you are about that. That's pretty
2: correct. To be honest,
0: yeah. I can, feel how, I can feel that sadness, but I actually feel like you have a, a, a lot. You start to take care of yourself a little bit more. And by taking care of yourself, I just mean give yourself space and breath and little pleasures, little things that can lighten your mood. That makes a world of difference because as you allow yourself to find a way to just feel better in any kind of way, then it starts to. It's just calibrating all of your vibration, and then you will begin to move forward. You have so much to offer. I feel how much you have to offer, how much love you have to offer another person. You want to connect with them and just give yourself. And you try. Yeah, yeah. You're do, you're doing a great job. I I just want to tell you that, Adam. Ah, yeah. it's uh, very nice that. of you. What, sorry, what was that?
2: I said that's very nice of you. Say so
0: Well, I can feel it, sweetheart.
2: Yeah. I, I I'm very good with other people.
0: Yeah. Just uh. Yes, you're very sensitive. You know, I have you're this persona.
2: Caring. You know, my I I have this work persona where you know everybody likes me and I'm liked. Just uh, as soon as I get home, it, you know, it's not there. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: my poor dog.
0: Oh. oh <laughs> All she he... does is hear
2: me crying and whatnot. <laughs>
0: Oh, so sweet. She's she's so happy to be in your life. You don't have to feel bad about her. She's oh pretty, yeah, um, be happier.
2: My doggie's a very good doggie. Yeah, she's pitbull too.
0: Oh, <laughs> is she full pitbull?
2: You know, people uh, people don't like pitbulls, but uh, she's know. a very good doggie.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of misinformation <laughs> about the breed. And besides that, every Every being is individual. I mean, her she has her own personality. So you know, if any other pit bull is someone's witnessed some issue with another pit bull, has nothing to do with your little girl. (laughs) Well, Adam. Yeah,
2: none of that. Yes, yeah. She's very well taken care of. Yeah, good.
0: Well, please do take care of yourself. Start giving yourself. Well, Tricia, how are you? I'm wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm great. I'm really great are you Yes I really am yeah. I had a wonderful morning I had a wonderful meditation great. this morning and um, I actually p- please keep listening because I want to talk about because um, I know you're feeling lonely and I want to talk about unity and how we're not actually ever alone okay Adam please call again oh, I've been all
2: listening right. yeah
0: all right sweetheart well thank you so much for calling and thank you for for connecting staying connected all this time that we've been we've been hanging out on Twitter. Are you going to
2: keep uh, putting uh, your drinks on Twitter? No,
0: I kind of lost interest in that. I
2: enjoyed that very much.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't know. I just lost interest I thought you, in putting them I thought you
2: were, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? You know, like a doctor in it. I do, Mixologist yeah, or something. Yeah.
0: I know. It's true. But that's interesting you say that. I do have a past life memory of being an apothecary. And I, so I do approach it from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, no, I, am not putting them up on social media anymore. I just kind of, I don't want to say lost interest isn't the right way. I'm just sort of moved on to this, um, creative expression. Like, again, like I'm not, I have no interest in acting anymore either, even though it's, but it's all of that experience is still in me. Does that make sense?
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) All right, Adam. Well, thank you again for calling. I'm going to, um, get to the topic now, so I hope you'll keep listening and I hope to talk to you again.
2: Yeah, I, I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Adam. Take Thank you for talking to me. My pleasure.
0: <laughs> oh, he was a sweetheart. Oh, goodness. All right, well, I'm going to actually start um, to talk a little bit about the topic that um, I was led to speak about today. I actually had this burst into my consciousness um, about two weeks ago, I think it was. And I, I, as, I mean it burst into my consciousness because I woke up and these scripts were just running and I was my eyes weren't even open yet. And I just was downloading this information. You know, the whole the everything that we have with computers and the Internet, speaking of telepathy, as it was at the beginning of the show, is really just us reminding ourselves that that's how this works. This experience works so we can communicate non-physically, just instantaneously with another person. And that's what we built the internet and computers to remind ourselves of that. And, the, and we actually can receive a download of information from the higher source, you know, God or your higher self or your angels, you know, any and all of that. And so that's what this topic came to me as in the way that it came to me. And so what I want to talk about is why do we have free will? See, free will has gotten us humans, the human race, into some trouble, right? Because we have wars, we have innocent people who are harmed by someone else who's just exercising their free will to be able to do that. And, you know, we, I, I've heard all my life, we all heard, and maybe some of us have asked the question, how could a compassionate God allow these horrible things to happen to people who don't deserve it? And the how of the allowance is in the fact that we have free will, the fact that we have free will to do whatever we want to do. And and the doing is also people that are in the victim position as well to be. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying this in a way that the victim is to blame, but the victim had free will to be in whatever position that they're in. So it just seems that. Free will is, it's risky. It's very, very risky for us to have it because the wrong choices can be made. And you know, that question of how could a compassionate God allow these horrible things to happen to people that don't deserve it, um, that's a sensitive person. That's a very empathetic person who asks that question. It's from a place of pain for another that's what empathy is, you know, is seeing another person or feeling another person suffering and, and then deciding to take that for ourselves. And then, of course, you know, you guys hear me talk, if you listen to me a lot, I talk about being an empath. So what I'm actually describing there is empathy, where we, we see another person's, we feel another person's uh, pain, or it could be actually their excitement as well, and we, we choose to um, accept it and and connect with them along that experience. And and it actually, and especially when it's, it seems to be when we are witnessing someone else's suffering, it really can activate, empathy itself activates compassion. And it's a beautiful catalyst for compassion. And so the difference, the distinction of being an empath is that um, empaths almost have, you could actually say that it's uh, it's an error <laughs> if if it's if it's not um, handled with conscious awareness. An empath feels another person's emotions and even thinks thoughts of another person, believing having the genuine experience that it is their own, that it came from them. So it's really difficult to um, distinguish unless you understand this mechanism and are actively working upon it every day. So. Um, ha- but the thing is, it doesn't, everyone has a, a empathy and has access to empathy. And the deal is, um, you know, we need, we need um, free will because, well, I mean, let me just try to answer that question. Why do we need free will? And the thing is that free will is contingent upon the belief or the perspective of us being separate from one another. That's what free will It's contingent upon that because, I mean, there's a correlation between being separate from another person and being able to act to exercise your free will. Because here's the deal. If you if you didn't, if you were placing your awareness on your connection to another person like an empath does, an empath um, has has an, a shared experience, a unified experience with another person's emotional body. And their, even their mental body because those two are intrinsically linked. And so if you are experiencing someone else's experience, then it doesn't make any sense that you would cause them pain. That would be masochistic, right? So you see it almost feels like there's no choice but to not cause another person pain if we're feeling unified with them. So you see how we still have the choice to we have the choice to harm ourselves and not harm another. Even you know what I mean. We have we have the choice, and we and choice and free. But when we are feeling unified and observing the unity with another person, it's almost like free will is not on the table. It doesn't matter, because the only choice you that is logical to make is preserving, is loving and caring, because you have the same experience as another person. And I'll give you an example. So. My friend Aiden is a father of three beautiful children. And um, I've heard him say, as a, a lot of parents say and feel, that caring for his children is just caring for himself. You know, it's almost like, well, that's just that's just like ground zero. It doesn't even make any sense. For me to not care for my children, it is if I'm if I'm helping if I'm fostering their future, I'm fostering my own future because they are me, and that's a very natural thing to feel as a parent. And it feels almost like to him, like when he's saying that, experiencing that. Well, there's just no choice, of course. There's no I, there's no free will to exercise. Of course, I take care of my children, but he still does, right? We we understand that our parents have a choice, even though the compulsion, we're we're extremely compelled to take care of our children. And what's fascinating about that is that, you know, when we're children, we don't appreciate um, fully, I guess, we have this, we feel that our parents are supposed to take care of us. And now if we don't have that, we feel that extreme lack. And it's very, very damaging. It's very traumatizing. We grow up past the parent bond, and we see our parent as a fully Autonomous, you know, full human. And then we see, oh, my mother really took care of me, and she didn't have to do that. She could have made the choice to do a million things that didn't care for me. And then we actually see that it was free will, even if you're even if the mother felt compelled at the time that she was taking care of her child, and it seemed like free will was actually not even on the table, this is how I have to do things, but free will was always intact. It just was not as much of an issue. Does that make sense? How being unified, actually makes us feel like we, ha- like we don't have free will. We know it, though. We know we have choice still. It's still there. But it just is less of an issue. And so the, un- the unity consciousness is really the key to being able to to be more engaged in empathy and taking care of every single one of us. Service to self, service to others, all of us, because it is there is no separation in higher truth. Our belief in separation is what actually allows us to to have a make a free will choice that may not be to the best interest of all concerned, including yourself. Including yourself, because you would likely you would likewise not harm yourself and make choices that were poor for yourself if you understood how connected you were to everyone else. Because then again, it's the other way around. You're you're harming another person, and and that's that um, you know paradox is what we do when we are codependent. We actually are treating ourselves um, a disservice, and in the false intention. To help someone else it just doesn't work out that way, and so why do so then why why do we have this perspective of separation so we like why do we have free will why do we have why do we even believe in separation? We understand that they're um, they feed one off the other, and that is because well i've talked about it on the show before because that which was that preceded the big bang as science sees it or you know, the 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 universe, the all, which is all of us together, the singularity, the cohesion. Before there was two things, there was one thing. There's a source, a creative source. It's talked about in, you know, different kinds of spiritual teachers uh, like Esther Hicks often says create um, source energy. She refers to it and a lot of other people do as well. But, you know, let's just We could say God for now. Um, God, in order to... Better, if you just like all one, there's not any other thought. You can't really, you don't expand beyond that in order to be able to expand more and to know yourself better, to know something better. That you had to create another perspective. And I'll give you a good example. So, we know you hear in, we we use this term devil's advocate when we're having a discussion. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. And the reason we play devil's advocate. In when we're trying to figure something out, whether it's solve a problem or just thoroughly look at a conversation, the devil's advocate position is so that we can have a little more objectivity about the discussion and and then be able to flesh out all of the perspectives. Right. And I'll actually I looked it up. So it's called Advocatus Diabole Diabola. I haven't sung in Latin in a long time. It's actually that's Latin for the devil's advocate. The devil's advocate, and it was formally the, the what it comes from is it was the official position in the Catholic Church where a person argued against the canonization, the sainthood process of a candidate, in order to uncover any character flaws or misrepresentation of the evidence which favored the canonization, the sainthood of this deceased person. I think the Catholic Church only uh, calls a person saint after they've, after they've passed. Um, anyway, so you see, isn't that fascinating? I've never actually looked that up. So it's called The Devil's Advocate, because so we can look at this with objectivity, with fresh eyes, and better know the whole subject, and then be able to flesh out all of the areas of ways to know it. So The Devil's Advocate is this position of other. So here's the argument, and here's the, the good thing. Let's say that's God. And then here's the other, so that we can get even more perspective, more expansion more knowing of it and it dawned on me as I looked that up that we are we humans we we incarnated energy we are living devil's advocates to God or to the universe we are literal devil's advocates to the universe and so that's why we have well, we say we have duality, and isn't it better that you, if you're in a relationship with someone, if you know they have the choice to love you? If they had no choice but to love you, this is why we have that angst with our parents as children because we're like, Well, she's my mom, she's supposed to love me, and it isn't as rewarding, it seems, from that perspective. And like I said, we get we grow up, we get beyond that, and we say, Well, she didn't have to love me, she could, there, you know, she still had free will to just leave and not love me. So then we go out into the world and we seek out relationships with partners that are strangers initially, and then we have that, that uh, experience of them knowing me, getting to know me from the outside in, and choosing to love me and accept me. That's what we're doing. We're choosing to love the universe. And the universe is more gratified by that than if we had no option, if we didn't have the free will or the choice to rediscover are the truth of our being which is that perfect love that perfect consciousness and you know when by not having free will or let's say by being more unified and taking free will off the table a little bit because it's just you know what i mean like why would i harm another if if i am the other it doesn't mean that we have less autonomy it doesn't mean that we don't have personality and individual um perspective still you can see how that is with the the mother who takes care of her children just because she feels almost like, well, I have no choice but to take care of my children, which is not true. She does still have a choice. She, if she looks deeply and feels into her heart, she's like, oh, this is still a choice. And, and so we, we don't lose our individuation just because we are experiencing unification. I'm going to say that again because it was a lot of T-I-O-N words. <laughs> we don't lose our individuation because we are experiencing unification. We are still individuals, even though we experience cohesion and one with the all. And I want to show you another example of this. So, we, in nature, nature is better balanced about all of this stuff because nature, quite frankly, nature, animals, all of it, they actually have more of a perspective of unity. Than humans do We're down here being weirdos as humans We It's like we came from somewhere else Literally we came from somewhere else This planet was seeded by other terrestrials And non-terrestrials And the like That's that's a conversation maybe for next week Because the guest that I have on loves to talk She talks about ETs and all that kind of stuff <laughs> Jarvis is into it <laughs> um, But it's true and It makes so much sense because We are so different than everything else on this planet Than animals and nature Nature doesn't do. We're the only ones. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say it. We're the only ones who shit where we eat. I said it. <laughs> I'm not on iHeartRadio yet, so I think I could say that. <laughs> but we are. We're the only ones here on this planet who don't realize that destroying the environment is destroying your own home. That's crazy. Because even in nature, when something happens that is sort of like a, a big virus or some kind of devastating. Natural event in nature. There's two reasons for that. Number one, we probably caused it because we're down here creating all of the imbalanced energy. Number two, and and, kind of not any other number two, then nature is responding to that is that, you know, we have the law, the universal law of cause and effect. And also, nature responding in that way is actually balancing out that energy. Even though it's a big pendulous swing, nature is doing that because it, it has to in order to fix what we've done. But nature, And when it is functioning without our extreme interference, doesn't do something to disrupt the ecosystem nature flows with the ecosystem animals flow with the ecosystem because they understand because it is it, it's not even that they understand it they just are see i hear people who talk about animals the difference between animals the consciousness of animals and the consciousness of humans and they observe them they think that they are less conscious or less aware but it's not true i mean i'm an animal communicator i spend so much time connecting with animals it's just that that concept like i said they are so much more aware of unity that it appears from this perspective, that they don't have as much free will or much, as much awareness, but it's actually they have even more awareness. And they are, are, they are more aware of the fact that to where it's just their nature to not intentionally harm. Uh, it, you know, again, th- there's a lot. Of, this is very broad because, of course, animals can go crazy and, you know, they can make, they have ego and they can make all kinds of choices. But again, we're the ones down here messing up the energy and they're probably responding to us. <laughs> so you see that they they still I just want to for all the animal lovers out there, your animal has just as much consciousness and awareness as you. Nay, they have more. And that's why they are really good at holding that vibration of unity and and, and operating in that in that you know that that care that just it it is it's like the mother who feels like she doesn't even have a choice because there's only one clear choice that resonates with her being and that's what animals and nature hold for us as well and so source energy or God created choice created choice is basically two options it's duality and so source energy created that as a mechanism to explore duality or explore oneself to be the devil's advocate So Earth really is just the Earth school, as we call it, and particularly the human experience, because we're so wonky in how our journey is so extreme that we are here as spirits having a physical experience, but we mostly identify as physical experience. And that is the smallest part of our truth, of our higher truth, which is why Madeline, while her her cousin is in the death process, it feels so painful because we are so identified with the physical experience. And that's OK. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Ooh, we have five minutes left. So I just want to say that, um, you know, having that amnesia about that eternal nature, the eternal perspective And about unity is actually what gives us that opportunity to choose unity again and how sweet that is to choose love rather than to just have no choice and to just be. It's almost like that there is no there's no conversation then. I just want to point out one more example about the spectrum of being being in the perspective of separation versus unity. Another example is like if a person is exhibiting psychotic behavior because they feel extremely separated. That is the perspective they're, they're observing. And so they are doing things that harm others or harm themselves. It is this feeling of extreme um, separation. But I just want you to know that that is deep illusion and that we are not alone. And actually, literally, you know, I'm a medium as well. We all have so much support. In, I mean, it's just infinite. You could close your eyes, take a breath right now and just open your heart to receive love from an angel or a spirit guide or, you know, or Jesus. If that, if you're a Christian, in, even if you're not a Christian, I'm just saying like, if that is a way that you can receive non the, the, you know, perfect love from source energy, from the all you that is available to you right now. Do we have any calls? Should I take a call before we go? Do you think we have time Jarvis? Okay, cool. We're going to take one call. All, hi you, there. That is available to you right now. Oh, you have turn your call? computer. Can I take a call before we go? Thank you, sweetie. Of-
2: <laughs> okay, cool. Wait
0: a minute. Hi there. Who's this? Call?
2: Hi there. That is available to you right now. Oh, hello? Can call the call? I take a call? No, I'm on the line. No,
0: on the line. <laughs> can you turn down your computer?
2: <laughs> I'm do you- uh, hi there. Can I do that? Right oh, oh, can I take a
1: No. Okay, can you
0: turn down your computer, screen? please? Yes Thank can you, you hear me? I can. Did you turn down the computer? Oh, excellent. I'm going to step into the other room. Oh, okay. Because I can
2: totally hear you. <laughs> excellent. So I've been getting a ton of downloads recently. Oh. I've seen um, Stoke appearing to me. I've actually seen him appear holographically where he was Krishna and um, Christ and Stoke, all in the same um, vessel. It was kind of oscillating in between. Wow. But the thing that's sticking out to me is I'm having past life memories of walking next to him Mm. in the Garden of Eden, studying Mm. the human beings. And I've been told in my aura that I've gotten a golden ray and there's a golden hawk encircling me. And I'm wondering if I'm actually one of those ancient ETs, you know, uh, she shot... And if it's okay to resonate and claim that.
0: Absolutely. Listen, y'all, we are all powerful. I mean, if we trace our lineage back, there's only God anyway. There's only singularity. And I definitely, if you're having that experience, will you, I'm sorry, what's your name, honey? I didn't hear it.
1: Oh, my name is Josiah.
0: Josiah, beautiful name. Oh, hey, are we friends on Facebook?
1: Yes, we are. Oh,
0: hi, Josiah. Hi, hey, lovely. <laughs> did you, did you watch my video recently, um, Imagination or Clairvoyance? Yes. Okay. Well, it, it it's not your imagination, or it is your imagination, because it's the same as your clairvoyance. One hundred percent, embrace that. Know that this is what's so beautiful. Is I was told by Jesus, I'm a prophet, and and I was like, well, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah, no, it's no big deal either. We're all prophets. <laughs> you know? He's like, it's a yep. big deal. Plus, it's not a big deal. So, not only embrace it and and step into that power, but also you don't have to think it's such a big deal. Like that's conditioning. From this the illusion that, that is coming the ego of society saying it's mm-hmm. ego it's it's um, arrogant to think that or something like that it is and it isn't a big deal because again with the with unity being the higher truth you are Jesus you are Krishna we are all one. And I'm out of time, Josiah, but mm-hmm. it's so nice to hear your voice and to connect. Thank you for calling everyone. And Josiah, Definitely. please call back again. I love, I want to hear more about that golden ray and the hawk and all of that. That's fascinating. And thanks for, even though yeah. we have, we're Indeed. rushing, we're rushing, I can feel it. And I, I'm I'm getting to access that experience. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Josiah. Talk to you awesome. soon. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, yeah. Many blessings. Blessings to you as well. bye and to the folks that I wasn't able to get to on on the line today, I, we had quite a few callers and I just want you to know that thank you so much for, for calling in and that if you listen back to the show, if you happen to be stepping out, that, that Source always organizes the messages, whether they're coming through the message that I'm giving or my host is giving when I have a host or with the other callers. They organize it so that there's gold for all of us. And that's the co-creation process. And I appreciate you so much. Please do call again if you didn't get on the show today. And I am broadcasting every week at 11 a.m., uh, every Sunday at 11 a.m. And you can watch live on my Facebook page, um, Trisha Carr Charm, Find that's how you find it, or at ubnradio.com, channel one. And so until next week, thank you for tuning in. I'm Trisha Carr. I love you, whoever you are.